Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to a Monday edition of Inside Arsenal. It's the start of the new week and the start of the week with Arsenal sitting back on top of the Premier League after that 2-0 win against Brighton yesterday at the Emirates. Going to focus on that game in today's show, discuss the big talking points from it, look at what Mikel Arteta had to say. Uh, I did do player ratings at the end in the video I recorded outside the stadium last night. If you haven't seen them, you can find them down below somewhere. Uh, I did have to do take two, as I'm sure some of you probably noticed. The first one that I uploaded, for some reason, had some sort of comedy music dubbed over the top of it. <laughs> and you couldn't hear a word I was saying, which I only realised when I started getting messages on Twitter saying, mate, you just uploaded something very hilarious on uh, on YouTube. And I had to check. And I have no idea how I managed to do that. That was the joys of the video editor I was using outside the Emirates. Um, so, yeah, you can watch that. But I will go through player ratings again at the end. I'll just rattle through them. So I've got plenty to discuss. It is, at the time recording this, it is 10.26 on Monday morning. The Champions League draw starts very, very soon, 11 o'clock UK time. Uh, I didn't, uh, I'm going out in a minute, so I literally couldn't wait until uh, after that draw took place. I'll talk about that on tomorrow's show when we find out who Arsenal have. Obviously, by the time you're watching or listening to this, you'll probably know already who Arsenal have in the Champions League draw. So we'll speak about that a little bit later on in the show. But I wanted to focus, obviously, on... I tell you what, I think this is one of Arsenal's best. I don't want to say, I don't know, it probably was. Honestly, it was one of the, the most dominant controlled performances since Mikel Arteta took over, I think, yesterday. He was absolutely delighted with how Arsenal played. And I'm not surprised. They were very, very good. They made a very good Brighton team look completely ordinary. You won't see many sides do what Arsenal did to Brighton yesterday it just doesn't happen even Deserby admitted it after the game he said we're just not used to something like that happening against us Arsenal were too good and they really really were yes there were negatives they should have scored more goals that was obvious the amount of chances they created they needed to be more ruthless again they paid the price for that at Aston Villa last weekend they didn't this time they still got the win that they needed and they deserved with the two goals they scored through Jesus and Kai Havertz but 
probably, well, not probably, they should have scored more, no doubt about it. I mean, you look at the stats, it was so one-sided. Arsenal were excellent. They were camped inside the Brighton half. I watched it again this morning on the sort of extended highlights of it again this morning. And within the first minute, the press, the high press Arsenal put on Brighton, it just set the tone for the entire game and it caused Brighton problems. Arsenal had a chance in that first minute that it didn't quite go their way after Saka got in down the right-hand side and put it across and Havertz and I think Jesus had a go at it and it was cleared. But that just set the tone for the performance. It was just every time Brighton tried to clear their lines, Arsenal won it back high and they just kept coming at Brighton. It was just so... It was just incessant. It was just wave after wave of attack and Brighton couldn't get out of their own half. Utterly dominant. You look at the stats there, 26 shots for Arsenal, just six for Brighton. At half-time, Arsenal had had 15 shots, Brighton had had none. Uh, possession, Brighton had slightly more, as you always expect with a Brighton team. It almost doesn't matter who they're playing against. They will they will shade possession because of the way they play, especially at the back when they knock it around. But, you know, Arsenal set the trap for that. They wanted them to knock it around at the back and they did that. And then the way they pressed, the way they hunted them in packs, Jesus, Odegaard, Havertz, Saka, Martinelli, it was just non-stop. And whenever they did break through then, there was Saliba or Gabriel on the front foot to get in front of Evan Ferguson, who literally barely got a kick all game. And just again, to keep the pressure on, it was just exactly what Mikel Arteta would have wanted for, would have wanted and would have told, asked his team for before the game. And uh, and they delivered and they delivered a really, really excellent performance. I came away from it feeling very, very good about where Arsenal are right now. Yesterday, um, I thought it was an excellent, excellent performance and a thoroughly deserved win. I mean, Mikel, understandably, really, really happy. This is what he had to say when speaking about the game. Outstanding, incredible, big compliment to the team and to the players. I think we had an incredible performance against a top team. I think we fully deserve to win the game. I have to praise them because I know how difficult it is and what Brighton do to teams. We didn't allow that to happen, so I'm super happy. He was asked about if the handbrake is coming off the team now. He said, I don't know about the handbrake. Hopefully, I don't transmit to them to play with the handbrake. But when you have 10 players defending in a space of 22 metres, you cannot run. If you run, you run off the pitch. When you play a team that allows you space, that wants to go man-to-man, there are huge spaces opening if you do the right things. Then we can run, and we're a really dangerous team then as well. I think the team is clicking because they're experiencing more and more time together. When you talk about Kai or Declan, they have played more games with us now. They understand certain things much quicker. It's easy to adapt in games because they get it. I really do think Arsenal are beginning to click. And even with that defeat against Aston Villa, when I thought they played very, very well, they shouldn't have lost that game. They should have won that game. I thought they played well at Villa Park. And the games before that, when the goals started coming again, I do think we're seeing signs of this Arsenal team now really finding their feet. Obviously, it really helps when you've got Declan Rice playing the way he did yesterday, when he's brilliant. But also you've got Kai Havertz, who's, you know, he's found his feet in this team now. You can see he's delivering, he's scoring goals, but it's not just his goals and his contributions there. It's just the way he's playing. I thought yesterday he was so, so good, Kai Havertz. It's just on the front foot all the time. He's just someone I was speaking to outside the stadium. Uh, I mentioned this yesterday in my player ratings video, actually. There's a guy from Australia who came over and said hello, and um, I didn't catch his name, so apologies for that if you're watching. And you called him the disruptor, and I thought it was, you know, it was spot on. It was exactly what Kai Havertz did yesterday. He was just constantly disrupting, you know, that work ethic he has, the way he get, wins the ball back, you know, it's really, really good. And um, he's beginning to fit into this team now. You can see it. And that's helping Arsenal. They're looking a better team because for the first part of the season, they were almost carrying Kai Havertz in games. It was times when it felt like there was 10 players there. He just wasn't on that same wavelength and you could see the confidence was down. But now that's not the case anymore. You know, he's he's making a big impact on games. You know, He's very much part of the team now. And that's, you know, it's no surprise that Arsenal are performing better when you've got 11 players absolutely on it and in tune with each other. 
and um, and they were yesterday. It was a really, really solid performance. Um, on the first half, chances not being taken. Mikel said, yes, but if we generate more, the probability of us scoring is higher. That's the only thing that we can focus on. We have great players who can define games and who can finish actions. Today, we needed too many, especially in big spaces. We needed too many situations to kill the game. And that was the fear, especially after halftime, that it would be one of those days. The moment you give something to the team, they're going to take it. And it was a fear, like where I was standing or sitting, although we stood the whole game as always, where, where we are in the stadium. Um, I was talking to the guys next to me. I was just like, oh, you could just sense the frustration building. I was dreading the final five minutes when it was just at 1-0. It was like, oh, no way. They get, it's, the last five minutes going to be horrible. It was such a relief when Havertz got that goal. Um, and they do need to take chances, Arsenal. There's no doubt about that. You know, for as well as they played yesterday, had Pascal Gross not put that shot wide with about 10 minutes to go and pretty much Brighton's only chance of the game, it would have been 1-1. And for all your dominance, for all your good play, suddenly you're drawing again with 10 minutes to go. And so that's why you need to you need to kill these teams off earlier than they than, than Arsenal and me doing. They paid the price for that at Villa. They didn't yesterday. They got the win that they deserved, but it could have gone another way had Pascal Gross's shot been on target. And that is the issue. And that's why Arsenal do need to take advantage of the situations because as well you can play so, so well as they did yesterday, but you've got to stick the ball in the penalty, in the in the net and um more than just once. When it's only when you've only got a one goal lead, you're always on that. There's always that fine line, you know, there's always that jeopardy, especially in the Premier League, especially against a team as good as Brighton, who can open up anyone. And they did that. You know, Arsenal barely gave them a sniffle game. And in that one moment of quality in the second half when Arsenal opened it up, when Jao Pedro played the ball around the back, pretty much the only time Matoma got away from Ben White, got the ball into the penalty era. And fortunately, Pascal Gross put it wide. And um, yeah, I mean, that's something Arsenal need to improve. I think they will. I think at the moment they're just having one of those little runs when they're not scoring the chances that they should be. But I think they will come back and they will start scoring plenty of goals. I mean, they are still scoring plenty of goals, but they need to score a few more. One man who is scoring goals right there. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see the picture. Kai Havertz collecting his Player of the Month trophy from Perma to Saka before the game. Continued his excellent form with a really good goal yesterday. Should have had two. Mr. Sitter with a header before that when Martinelli did really well out on the uh, left cross the ball in and Havertz put it over and he thought at the moment at that time you're like oh no that's going to be a costly miss that you didn't think Arsenal were going to get a better opportunity than that but fair play to him he bounced back he didn't let that miss affect him and when he went through one-on-one -on -one next time he finished really really well with that low shot into the bottom corner to make it I think it's four goals in in seven now he scored um five goals in all in all competitions this season um, only four goals behind Granite Jack. I think Jack had got nine last season. And, you know, we were, we were talking at the start of the season, that's a big void to fill that amount of goals from that midfield area. Well, Havertz nearly halfway there already. And he's still really, you kind of feel like he's still getting started in an Arsenal shirt at the moment because it's only been the last, what, six weeks, if that, where he's really started to hit top form. But I thought he played really, really well, as I said yesterday. And Mikel's really happy with him. He says his confidence is growing. He feels more secure on the field. The fact he scored one, um, helped to score the second. It's four and seven now, and he should have scored the header today as well when he was in a really good position. But overall, his performance, his performances, the intelligence he shows on the pitch, the aggression, how he works defensively, it's top, really good. And it's great to see Havertz doing what he's doing now. You know, as I said, it wasn't long ago that I was sitting there thinking, I just don't think, it, there's, I wasn't seeing any signs that it was going to start working because he was so far off it and he looked so, playing like he was so within himself and had absolutely no confidence. And the longer it went on, like, is he going to be able to turn this round? And it was a bit of a worry. But as I said, he's really contributing now. And it's not just the goals, but it's just his all-round game. He's just playing with that intensity we didn't see earlier on in the season. It's just, it's so crazy. Even at the very elite level of football, 
what confidence can do. You know, it's such a mental state, such a mental thing in your head, even at the very elite level. And when you're confident and you're playing well, when you feel like you're part of the team, you just play at such a higher level than you had done before. And that's what Kai Havertz is doing now. And uh, it's great to see. And it was such a crucial goal as well, just to give Arsenal that breathing space. It was just after Brighton gone close to that Pascal Gross effort. And you were thinking these last few minutes are going to be horrendous. They're going to start really piling forward to get the equaliser and it just relieved the pressure a little bit and it was uh, it was excellent to see a fine fine finish from Kai Havertz small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rust-Oleum's new custom spray five and one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips runs uneven coverage or anything else custom spray five and one only from rustoleum hi this is craig robinson from ways to win and support for this podcast comes from invesco qqq the official etf of the ncaa invesco qqq is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. When you look at the Premier League table now, obviously Liverpool dropping points at home to Manchester United. I wasn't expecting that, I have to admit. Um, nil-nil with that draw at Anfield yesterday. So Arsenal now top at uh, after 17 games, one point clear of Liverpool. Aston Villa only two points off the top of the table now. If Arsenal and Liverpool draw next week at Anfield and Villa win, then Villa will be top at Christmas, which will be pretty remarkable. Fair play to Unai Emery. Uh, they're turning around that 1-0 deficit yesterday to win 2-1 late on. Ben Mee getting sent off for Brentford for an absolute turning point. Brentford were comfortable at that point. 20 minutes to go, leading 1-0. Got sent off and then Villa, fair play, they turned it around. And there's some really comical comical moments at the end of that with Emmy Martinez. If you haven't seen it yet, go and watch it. It was some really funny, uh, really funny moments there, which ended up in a couple of, uh, well, one player being sent off. But plenty of bookings. And um, City now five points off the top of the table, Man City. It is, you know, they're certainly not beyond them to close that gap we saw that last season I think Arsenal were five points clear in March and uh, Man City still pegged them back so people who are right at Manchester City off just absolutely crazy but um yeah they need to find some form Manchester City they need to start winning some games but for Arsenal look at that it's a nice it's a nice looking league table at this stage still very early days of course next week's game at Anfield is going to be absolutely key um you know Liverpool want to bounce back after that draw against Manchester United Arsenal want to go there and make a real real statement if they can and I'm sure that 2-2 draw at Anfield last season will be playing on their minds a little bit when they gave that game away, when they had it in their grasp. Can they go one better this time? We shall wait and see. OK, I'll rattle through some player ratings before getting on to some of your questions and comments now. I can't actually remember what I gave yesterday. I haven't gone back to look back. So this might, this might be a little bit different uh, to what I said yesterday. But David Roy, I thought, played well. He we did everything he needed to do. Barely had a save to make, but I thought he... Um, there's a couple of lovely throws out and clearances. I think it was a couple of clearances that were a, a little bit wayward, but that's always going to be the case. Just look at the Brighton goalkeeper yesterday um, with the way they're being asked to play football. But on the whole, I thought it was a good performance. Raya gave him a seven. The fullbacks, I gave sevens each. A couple of, 
couple of moments with Zinchenko, who's similar to Raya, just with the way he plays and the way he's asked to play, he's always going to give the ball away a couple of times with the risks he takes when he tries to split the lines to his passing. But I thought he played well, created a couple of really good opportunities with some good passes as well, Zinchenko. So those two get seven. Uh, what Saliba and Gabriel, I thought, were absolutely excellent. Really, really were. Didn't give Ferguson a sniff. And as I said, that sort of pressing that Arsenal were doing, it wasn't just the front four. It was whenever... Brighton did try and sort of cut out that front four and go a little bit long, play it to the feet of Ferguson was back to goal. Gabriel and Saliba were just so on it on the front foot, getting the ball, winning the ball in front of Ferguson and getting the ball back to Arsenal so they could continue playing again. Really solid from those two. So I'm going to give those two an eight. Declan Rice, nine. He was just magnificent. Declan Rice, like laughably good um, at times. And it was such a shame that that run down the left didn't end up with being a goal for him. So I gave him a nine. Havertz, I gave an eight. Odegaard, nine. Um, Odegaard was... There was just times when I was just laughing out loud at some of the stuff he was doing. It was ridiculous the way there was like three players around him. You think, oh, my God, what's he going to do here? I was going to get out of this. And just a couple of lovely bit of tricks with his foot, the quick feet, worked his way, tiny little bit of space and played out. And suddenly Arsenal away. He was so, so good. Yes, he probably should have had a couple of goals, took a couple of extra touches in the penalty area when he could have got a shot away. Um, similar, really, to what he did at Aston Villa last last weekend, but it was brilliant. When when Odegaard plays like that, Arsenal are just really, really tough to stop because he's just so good and teams can't get near him. So Rice and Odegaard got a nine. Jesus, I thought, was excellent. Got his goal, which was good. He's really set the set the tone with his pressing as well. He gets an eight. Martinelli and Saka gave sevens each. Martinelli was a little bit frustrating at times. He did cause um, Brighton all sorts of problems. He was really direct. He did cause some problems. His final pass was a bit frustrating at times. There was one time in the first half when Arsenal went through. He should have just played it early to the back post where Saka was. He took a couple of extra touches and then the angle got tight. And by the time he did deliver it, it was blocked by the goalkeeper. Um, but he should have had a couple of assists as well. Like I said, he did some really nice play to set up the headed chance for, for Havertz that he put over. And, um, you know, some people have been getting on Martinelli's back a little bit, but I thought I thought it was still a, a, a really, it was dangerous all day long, even if his end product was a little bit lacking at times. So those two gets a seven. In terms of the subs who came on, I thought Smith Rowe didn't get much minutes, but I thought it was bright when he came on. Unlucky not to score. Um, great to see him getting some minutes now. Uh, but out of all of them, I'm going to go, probably going to mark Eddie and Trossard. They're on for the longest. And both of them are involved in the second goal, actually. It was a nice, calm play by Trossard to feed Odegaard, who then fed Nketiah. Really good play by Nketiah. Picked the final pass to Havertz. Bang, Arsenal 2-0 game set a match so uh, I'll give those two a seven the rest of them I'm just not going to give a mark because they weren't on the pitch long enough to uh, to get one okay moving on to some of your questions and comments now before we wrap this up here's one from Vet Parra says I thought this was the best I've ever seen Ar Arsenal execute the high press usually either Odegaard or Havertz would lead the high press but today especially in the first half both of them pressed at the same time uh, I think you meant to say Brighton and no mugs when it comes to playing out from the back, but I saw a stat that we produced 11 high turnovers today after seven of Villa. That is pretty insane. Yeah, it was brilliant. Like I said, I think this was on the whole one of the best performances from Arsenal under Mikel Arteta. They were so good. They were so intense. They did not let Brighton get out of their own penalty area at times, or especially out of their own half. The press just worked perfectly and they were all doing it. They were all in tune with each other. And I agree. I think it was, it was excellent. I mean, 11 high turnovers, it's just fantastic, especially when you consider seven at Villa. Um, and they should have taken this one drawback again, just against just the same as against Aston Villa. They didn't take advantage of those enough. The first goal did come from one, but only because the ball got cleared when they hadn't taken advantage of the chance and the ball got cleared away from the corner. Then Arsenal scored from the corner. But with the amount of times they did turn the ball over in really dangerous positions, they should have done more with it. But 
on the whole, yeah, agree. It was a, it was a fantastic performance when it comes to the high press. Uh, here's one from Guna Coops. He says, is it just me or is Martinelli's final ball really disappointing? It was hit and miss yesterday. As I said, you know, he was very unlucky not to end the game with at least one assist. He did a, he did some really nice things as well. There was a couple of opportunities which he didn't take advantage of. As I said, that one for Saka where he should have played it to the back post, but he didn't. You know, maybe he's taken one or two touches, too many. Same goes for Odegaard at the moment, but yeah, it's possibly a sign of a player who's just not absolutely brimming with confidence right now. But he was still a real threat. You know, Brighton, the Brighton fullback would not have enjoyed what the uh, what Martinelli put him through yesterday. It was a really good performance for him on the whole, although he could have done he could have done much, much more. So, um, yeah, good performance from Martinelli, but I, I agree the final ball at times was a little bit disappointing. ESR's cameo, uh, too short for a rating, says Scrap7624. Hopefully he can manage to get a couple of appearances and get back to his best. Yeah, I agree. I thought he looked bright, though, yesterday, and hopefully he can get back to his best very, very soon. If he gets more minutes, I'm sure he will. If he stays, and it's a big if when it comes to Smith-Rowe, if he stays injury-free, then he's going to be, uh, he will be back to his best, and that's going to be good to see. Um, okay, here's another one. Has Rice had a bad game yet? Another amazing game today. Absolutely dominated. He did whatever he wanted to. Moving on to January, if we could sign one position, what would it be? Have to be midfield. You look at that midfield yesterday. Look at the subs bench yesterday. That was pretty scary. If Declan Rice got injured, and wouldn't play at Anfield next week. If Jorginho injury, and we don't know the extent of Jorginho's injury yet, but if it's a bad one, Arsenal are so light. And you look at that midfield now, it is a bit of a concern. Well, it's a big concern. Same goes for the defence. They're just lacking a couple of bodies. That's my priority when it comes to January. If Arsenal need to do anything, and if they can do anything, midfield and defender for me, just to make this squad look as strong as it possibly could. Um, and finally here, um, from N. I can't pronounce your name. I'm really sorry for that. But uh, it says, hey, Charles, great video again and good Arsenal performance to get the win and go top. I thought Arteta getting booked for waving at Martinelli was bad, but I just watched the Liverpool game. How Dalek can get sent off for getting two yellows for the same offence within a couple of seconds is beyond me. Yeah, it was a joke. It was a joke of a yellow card or a joke of a red card. Um, it's just a referee trying to trying to be the man and be centre center of attention. I just don't understand what he was doing there. You know, it should have been a free kick, a throw on to Manchester United. I can understand why Dallow was was angry. Yes, maybe he, he shouldn't have responded like that, but this is an injury time of a nil-nil draw where Man United have worked really hard to get a nil-nil draw. And you're given, he sees a decision go the wrong way that could end up costing Manchester United the game because you never know what's going to happen from that set piece, from that throw on. You can understand why he's a little bit angry and he vents that frustration a little bit. It doesn't look like he says anything particularly bad. He just, you know, he just waves his arm in frustration to end up getting two yellow cards for that. It's just outrageous. And you look at what happened with Nunes in that game as well, when he gave away a free kick, was fuming, did almost the same thing as Dallow did and then kicked the ball away. And, you know, he only got one yellow card. It's just inconsistency. And, um, yeah, I thought it was really, really poor from uh, from Michael Oliver, who I usually think is actually quite a good referee. Um and it was a joke, I thought, you know, and the fact that Arteta got booked yesterday, it's not going to do anything for everyone saying he's been a, he's a targeted man right now. All right, that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching and listening. As always, I hope you have a very good start to your week, wherever you are around the world. Like I said, I'll be back tomorrow. Talk all things Arsenal once again. We'll react to the Champions League draw, which is now taking place in just a few minutes' time. So looking forward to seeing who Arsenal get. I've got my fingers crossed for Copenhagen. I think that'll be a fantastic trip. Bring back some good memories, of course, from 1994 for Arsenal. 
as well. Uh, although I was there for the Galatasaray game in 2000 or 2001. Not so quite good memories from that one for Arsenal. Until then, everyone, have a very good start to your week. I'll speak to you very, very soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 